share something, please? Um, and I'm sharing this because you might actually find them. I wear large pants, underpants to bed, like knickers. Where are we? You know we're recording. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you wear large under. Hi, I'm Mia. Yeah, so hi. So I wear a vest. I wear a vest, and I wear big, big, big girls' pants. Okay. We call them pants. You would call them trousers, but they're not trousers. They're knickers. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so I wear them, and then you know. And anyway, so downstairs <laughs> in my house is the laundry room. So, so I came down this morning. I was going to go to the lake. I did go to the lake. And I had my vest and my pants on. There was nobody else in the house. Um, and so you know that thing where you take your pants off, knickers, take your pants off, and they go down to the bottom of your legs. Yeah. You kind of do that with your legs and yeah, yeah. you hoik them down. And then you you sort of flick them to the side. Yes. So I flicked them onto a small pile of laundry that is waiting to be done. Yes. I can't find those pants. And I and I've literally been on my hands and knees now. Super weird. And I'm like, where have they gone? They're they're like surgical flesh colored. You know, when you get those sort of you go to hospital yeah. and you get these sort of beige pants. Like yeah. They're skin nude. well, my nude, my nude color. Obviously, <laughs> you know, they'd be they'd be have to be a different Ultra nude color Caucasian. for my son. Yes, but they're very they're very Caucasian pants. <laughs> And, and I'm like, and the pile of laundry was black. It was, you know, black shirt that needs washing, black vest. And I'm like, I was on my hands and knees before I went to the lake, looking under the cupboards. And I'm like, where have they gone? I was like, did, did I flick them in the air? Have they gone higher? They evaporate. <laughs> They're hanging off the chandelier. And I've looked everywhere, everywhere. And They're they nowhere. have vanished and now I've got this unnerved mm. feeling of somebody is going to come into this house and they are going to be, they're going to be on the back of the sofa or somewhere yeah. that somewhere I've inappropriate. looked. I've looked everywhere. They're nowhere, but they're going to turn up and they're going to turn up at the wrong time in a weird place. Like they'll be here and I'll go. <laughs> and I'll be like, what? What a strange, and everybody's had that experience, by the way. Of losing a pair of pants. Well, I don't know about not those, maybe those pants needed to, maybe the universe is like, we're done. No, they're really nice. We're done with nude <laughs> pants for you. Nude. 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 Um, yeah. Well, how fun. What are you making that mean? That I'm making it mean pants. that when my friend comes to visit later in the month, terrified she's gonna find them hands and say, <laughs> if i find them ew oh. what's going on why I'm are you staying here i'll get a hotel in the fridge <laughs> i don't know how they got here they just vanished oh shit staying in a hotel oh. hi hello so today Good we're going to talk about ponts no ponts Pants. No, we're about, going to talking about pedestal, putting people on a pedestal and why we do it, even though we can't mm. admit that we're doing it. And we sometimes do it. We don't even know that we're doing it. Mm. It's only after all the things that we look back and we're like, ah, I did it again. Mm. 
So I have two questions for you, please. Um, I've unhooked my bra. Have you? I have a sports bra because I'm going to the gym after this, so I can't unhook it. Mm. Okay. But I can breathe. <laughs> Second question is, um, why does this matter to you? Oh, my God. Why is this topic of interest? Um, I had a bit of a breakthrough in my coaching session this week that um, I don't know if I should tell you the whole, let me just, I'm going to, cause I'm going to tell the whole story so that there's enough context. So okay. I'm part of a program and um, it's a, the guy that brought me into this program, I like really enjoyed being with him. He, kind of sold me on coming into the program because I was like, eh, I don't really want to be a part of this program. He's like, yeah, you do. You'd be great. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. He's like, no, no, come on. So he kind of like was, was persistent, but in a really playful way, brought me into the program. Once I was in, he just kept believing in me and he just kept mm. giving me more. And he just kept like offering me this beautiful gift of trust over mm. and over and over again. And there were times when I was like, I don't think I can handle this. He was like, sure you can. I know you got this. And what happened was <clears throat> I put him on this pedestal, which is normal for me. Like if somebody in title or in position inside of organization is above me, right? He was the mm. guy signing, signing the checks that then I am, I automatically put him up here. And I found myself going to a place which is very familiar of wanting to gain his acceptance. My people pleasing. I was like mm. the golden retriever that like didn't need anything. You can just put me in the trunk as long as I get to go along, right? Um, and the program has since dissolved. He has left. There's a lot of drama involved, but he basically left. And now there's a mess because the program right. is still running, but he's gone. And I was talking to my coach about that. And um, she's like, she said, it doesn't sound like you're letting yourself. She said, how do you feel about that? And I said, oh, I feel let down. And she said, how interesting that you say that, but you're smiling right now. And so I stopped and I was like, I am smiling. What is that about? She's like, your energy and your words are not matching at all. And then she said, um, what's that about? And I said, I don't, you know, let me just, so I started like checking in with myself and it hit, like it hit real fast. Like I wish we had it recorded. I think we actually do have it recorded. And I was like, oh no. And I started to cry. And I said, here's another man I've put on a pedestal and he's let me down. And he, mm -hmm. I'm even getting a little emotional now. He's left. He's abandoned me, which mm -hmm. is a pain point. But of course, when you put somebody in a pedestal, like there isn't any way for them to win because no human is perfect and no human mm -hmm. is without flaws and mistakes and all the things. Mm -hmm. And it is, it is because I put him on a pedestal that there really wasn't any way for him to win. 
And I, <clears throat> I, that was like my big epiphany is that I do that. And then I keep recreating, I am, I'm recreating, um, disappointment being let down. I'm doing it with my husband. I've done it with my father. I've done it with this guy and I'm sure I'm doing mm -hmm. it other places. Right. So why do I put people on a pedestal? Why does that keep happening? Right. So that's why it's important to me because it's really, it's getting in the way for me and it's really emotional. It's a, it's a, there's a very deep pain that I have with it. Mm. I'm curious what you get. I feel like I'm stepping over your tears. I'm not, but no, you've I now will. recovered. Yes. Yeah, you've yeah. recovered. So for listeners, she's recovered. Yes. Okay, Tracy. She's recovered. I'm curious what you what you get from putting people on a pedestal. And before you answer, I just want to point out that this person um kept offering you trust, kept inviting you in. Um was treating you, my my interpretation, treating you as an equal, treat, you know, had lots of faith in you, lots of yeah. like, ah, you can do this. I'm so excited about what you can do. Um, so I'm really curious what you get, mm. maybe specifically about him, because that's the most recent piece, but yeah. what you get from putting people on a pedestal. Um. I think it's something around like responsibility that then I wait for invitation. I wait for them to believe in me. I wait like I'm, I'm sitting on the outside. I'm like sitting on the bench and I'm waiting for like coach to put me in the game instead of raising my hand and being like, put me in. I know I can do this. Everything that he gave me, I knew I could do, but I didn't bring it to him. He brought it to me. So I think putting him on a pedestal means I sit and I wait until I'm invited. And I see that in lots of places in my life. What does that get you then? Uh, then I don't have to get rejected. I don't have to put my hand up and have people say, nope, not yet, which feels terrible to me. Um, have people say, not right now you know, not you, whatever, like it's all flavors of rejection, abandonment, unimportant. Mm. Which so yeah, sorry, carry on uh, that those are really those are my like, massive fears and insecurities that are way deep down that I've had since I was little that I mm. was overlooked that I was unimportant. Mm. So it, it, it it's a it's my way of not having to be with any of that. Mm. I'm still curious about how putting them, them, whoever they are, on a pedestal, how does that stop you putting your hand up? What's the relationship be between them being on the pedestal and you being able or not being able to put your hand up? I don't put my hand up. The minute I put him on a pedestal, I didn't have to put my hand up. Why? Like, how come? What is it about him being on the pedestal that means hand can't go up? 
because now it's about him saying, okay, now you can go in the game. So you pedestalizing him. <laughs> totally a word. Gives him authority. Yeah. And it abdicates my responsibility. And, and then I don't have to be courageous. I don't have to find that inner courage to put my hand up and say, I can do this. Mm. Yeah. I think I have a different experience. Do tell. Or do I? Or do I? Maybe that's not true. No, maybe that's not true. If I put people on a pedestal, I think I look at it more through the lens if I put them on a pedestal and I make them better than me. Yeah. Which feels, seems different to giving them more authority. It's more about betterness. Yes. So I put them on a pedestal. I put someone on a pedestal, make them better than me. They know more. Mm -hmm. Actually, they do have more authority because they know more. Mm -hmm. And what I do, actually, it's similar. I'm just using different language. I then diminish myself yeah. in it's relation. Small. Yeah. In relation to where I've put them. So I elevate them and I diminish myself mm -hmm. and I usually do that based on someone's position job title mm -hmm. which would automatically indicate that they were in a more senior position for example you know if they're the the leader of blah 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 um, you know, the leader of something, then like, oh, they're the leader and I'm not. Or if they are the CEO of XYZ, like, oh, they're the CEO, I'm not. So the title is a clue, which I think is actually quite an automatic reaction for me. That I, I will. That's pretty human, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's trained in, I don't know about yeah. human, but it's, it's our human training mm -hmm. would be that this person Good has point. this position and therefore... Um, they know more, they have more authority. So mine is probably similar, but I, as I said, but I use different language. Um, and then I don't think it stops there for me mm. with me putting someone on a pedestal because this, this process of working out where I am in relation to yes. them doesn't stop there. Yeah. Right. There will then be situations where, I'll make myself up here. Yes. And, and what does put, that do for you? <laughs> what makes me feel good? What does it get you? Well, it makes me feel good. Makes me feel superior makes me feel less stupid. It gets me to feel less stupid Yeah. Um, if I'm comparing myself, because it's all comparative, isn't it? It's kind of Absolutely. like you're here and I'm here and now I'm here and this other person is here. But in relation to that person, I'm there and you're here. So it's all kind of this, it's like a, a, a map of sliding scales and yep. measurements and height measurements and things. Um, <laughs> I think it I think it weirdly 
the actual whole map, if I pan right out, gives me a sense of that sense of positioning gives me a sense of security in some situations because I I know where I am in the pecking order I know where I am I know what I'm responsible for what I'm not responsible for um that's not mine you deal with it yeah um so it gives me roles and responsibilities roles responsibilities and some kind of structure yes you know where I and and I can place myself within that um and I think when I place myself above others for some reason, whatever the reason is that I do it, what does it get me? It must get me something, Ali, but I'm I'm drawing a blank. What have I said already? It gets me to feel good about myself. It also gives you permission to to do the thing. You are more experienced you are the lead you are the whatever your thing is now you're up here Mm -hmm. everybody else is down here now you have permission to lead and the interesting thing is I very rarely feel I have permission to lead yeah I very rarely feel I never feel I've done enough yep um to be given a title, a badge with a, you know, um, and, you know, I think that can be a very, um, a lot of women can have that experience. You know, I remember hearing some research um, not all that long ago where they said, you know, a man will apply for a job where he's got 30% of what's required in women, in all areas, job spec experience, you know, person spec, like, I've got three out of 10 here. I'm going to go for it. Whereas a woman will need 110% before she considers going for it. And I've, I've seen that play out in my own life. Sure. And I've seen it come out of the mouths of other women. Like, well, I don't really know enough. And it's like, what? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, again, I think that's not innate, you know, in women, I think that's been trained into us. Some of um, it, sure. By society. Um, so I regularly have the experience um, that oh no I don't I don't know enough to to be able to do this yeah find myself so it's almost as if I'm going back into that diminished place I'm coming from a place of of um, not enoughness and lack when I'm put which would make it great and make it sorry just to finish the point no, make it fine. really really much more comfortable for me to put others in a position of leadership and and not want to step forward Mm -hmm. put myself forward Mm. it keeps us safe period Mm. end of sentence the reason we do anything most things Mm. especially when it doesn't serve us is because we're protecting ourselves not because Mm. we suck or that we're jerks or that we're weak or that we're you know, introverted, make up, you know, fill in the blank. It's like, hey, at the mm. end of the day, I am scared of being rejected and being seen as unimportant or having you tell me no. So I'm not going to put myself out there. And the way, because I'm brilliant, the way I'm going to orchestrate the world around me is boop. 
I'm going to put people above or below me, which then lets me know like, okay, here I'll step forward because I have permission because of my title, because of my role. And here mm. I don't. And so the way that I love to like, I'm playing with this is um, how do we, excuse me, how do we continue to come energetically from here? Even if my role is president, director, you know, chair, whatever, how do I still be here with people? And for people that can't see, my hands are exactly at the same level versus mm. my hands being one being higher mm. than the other. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of a story I, I uh, went to see a client yesterday and she was at the sphere, the new sphere in Vegas. Have you seen this contraption? So they built this gigantic sphere in Vegas and mm. I don't know how to describe it, but uh, on the outside, it has, it's um, filled with like, you, it has moving images that go across the entire sphere. And on mm. the inside, you have the experience that you are like, you can create any experience you want because it's like a planetarium, right? Like a giant mm. one. So you're like in the chair, but you're like on a different, in a different world. And they can create that world with graphics and, you know, digital graphics. Anyways, it's really mm. cool if you see it. Mm. So anyway, she was there and um, she's like, it was just so star studded. I, it may have been the opening. So that's why she was there. You too was playing. Mm. Like, that's pretty cool. And she's like, there mm. were so many famous people. And she goes, Katy Perry hugged me. And she's like, and then Kate Hudson was right there. And she's like, I got to meet Katy Perry and Kate Hudson. Boom. Mm. And it hits me like we immediately make that like, who are they? And who are they to say hi to little old me? Like mm. I'm a tiny little nobody from Wisconsin mm. and I got to meet somebody that was larger than life. And she talked to me and then the other one hugged me. Mm. And I think if I were Katy Perry and Kate Hudson, I would see you as another human, right? Like how mm. do we do that? Even though yes, they are larger than life and they have experiences and everybody in the world knows who they are. Mm. But if you're Katy Perry, do you walk around the world being like, I'm, I'm Katy shit? Perry. Mm. Or do you walk around the world being like, I want to touch the heart of other humans, every human. Mm. Does she see herself this way or not? Mm. There's no, we can't answer that until we get Katie on as a, if she would just come on the show as a guest. Can you call her? Do you want me to call her? Uh, I'll, I'll call her. It's fine. Um, so what I'm noticing as well is, you know, like, what do I get? if I put someone on a pedestal, yeah. what they have achieved, I view it in some way as being unattainable. Yes, good point. That's another one. And that, you know, what do I get from seeing what they have achieved as being, oh, I could never do that. Like, yeah. oh. Um, and yes, it, it diminishes me again, but it also almost gives me an excuse. It gets you off the hook. Yeah, it gives me an excuse because they've got some special yes. chromosome. They've got some special thing yeah. that is completely unattainable and beyond. And I will measure it in lots of ways. I'll say, well, 
they're 27 I'm 104 mm-hmm. that means I'm <laughs> never going to catch up because there are 200 years difference between my experience and their experience so well no point even trying there you go gets you off the hook yeah it gets us safety security protection mm. it gets off us the hookiness out of trying mm. taking responsibility putting ourselves out there yeah, mm. yeah. it's really brilliant taking responsibility it's like a win-win for our little yeah like, <laughs> little tiny creatures who are living inside us that just want yeah. like to mm. sit in a nice soft cozy warm place mm. which is what I want to do a lot of the time Ali yeah well you just are 104 I know I just want to sit under a blanket with a hot water bottle and <laughs> suck on like soft food yeah (laughs) because it's just it's just easier yeah it's easier Mm -hmm. so yeah I hadn't really um you know this kind of putting someone on a pedestal I hadn't given it that much thought to be honest until we until we started talking now yeah Yeah. Tracy will be thrilled to know how much prep goes into these podcasts there is no prep but I'm also thinking about how putting someone on a pedestal and me giving them all of these extra special powers. Yes. <laughs> this special chromosome that I don't have. <laughs> this years of uncatchupable yeah, right. knowledge. Even if they're younger than me, I'm like, well, I can never, I just, it's not, I can't. So, so all of the things that I imbue them with, um, has another effect, which means I I don't want to challenge them. I don't want to challenge their authority. I don't want to challenge their viewpoints. I don't want to be challenging to them in any way, mm-hmm. um, particularly from this diminished position. I'm like, well, how could, you know, I might have a thought that is contra to theirs and yeah. you know oh rather than viewing it as an interesting conversation to be had and to find out more I'm like yeah their view has to be more important than mine so yeah so I don't challenge them and I I don't voice what is coming up in me authentically or whatever you know what right. from my experience my, right. my, I don't share that yep so I become quite I, I can become quite voiceless and then when we don't get our needs met right if we don't advocate mm. <clears throat> we don't share we don't challenge we don't say hey I think there's a better way or hey have you thought about xyz or Z? I'm gonna start saying Z. X, Y, Z. Yeah, I've lost track of who says what now. Mm, I think it sounds smarter. 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 Um, shit, I just lost my train of thought. If we don't challenge. Uh, um, it does get us part of what we want, which is safety and security, but it doesn't get us what we may need, which is like, you know, I don't think we should make three left-hand turns. I think it would be easier for us to just turn right. Mm. For instance. What do we need from that? What is the um, need that, in that? Then I don't Doesn't have to us... like. It, it it can have us being more efficient. It could have us creating a better idea. It could have us 
um, working smarter versus mm. harder, right? Like there, there is a reason why I might challenge something. So if we go back to the person who I'd put on the pedestal, mm. um, I didn't share my needs with him because I didn't mm. want to displease him in any way. He's, mm. he's here, I'm here and yeah. I'm just going to like get myself sorted and make a bunch of different, um, changes to my own life. So I don't have to actually advocate for what I need. Yes. Mm. And that means I don't get my needs met, but I also don't have to do anything scary. So it's yes. like, yeah. Yeah. So it feels, like a, it feels like a feels like a reasonable trade-off. Yeah. I think the other thing to 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 think about is that I'm curious about is oh, so if I'm putting some people on a pedestal, when I have the experience that I am, you know, the authority in the room about something, yeah. how am I viewing the other people? And what's my impact yes. on them, my unintended impact yes. on them? coming from undistinguished thinking yes. around who's the authority here, who is who 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 has the right yeah. to lead, who should be at the back of the room because they don't know the thing yet. Yeah. Um, it helps, I'll tell you, it helps me to put people in little boxes because then I can file them. They're not yes. categorized in my brain. These people know yes. less, these people know a little bit, these people know more, and now everybody's got their ranking. And then I can mm. just, I can just refer, relate to them that way. What's harder mm. is to relate to people through who they be, who they are in this world. That's a lot harder. Yeah, and who they are in the moment, because if we've categorized yes. somebody and we've put them into a box, I don't have to think. I yes. can the same as I don't really think when I drive my car, right? Because I have filed how to drive a car in a box in my brain, and then I just get into the car, and the box drives the car for me. I don't have to do any thinking very much, right? Because um, I can do a bunch of other things. I can, you know, listen to music, pay attention to my thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, so yeah. all of that, being able to be on autopilot in, in, in our lives, it is fine. I mm. think where it gets tricky is in our, how, um, how we be in relationship mm. with others. The minute we are now on different platforms, mm. pedestals. Mm. I think that's when we dent and bruise relationship. It's hard mm. to connect. It's hard to be with. It's hard to see each other. Mm. Well, I'm not relating to you if I've put you into a default automatic box where I don't need to think about you anymore. Right. Like she's I'm not relating. American. Boom. I don't need to relate to you in the moment. I can just relate to my filed impression of you. Um, as opposed to being in the moment with you. Do you think I'm a dumb American? No, I put you on a pedestal, Ali. Oh, I'm a, sm I'm a smart American. You're I'm a smart American. American. Yeah, I put you on a pedestal because of yeah. all of the things you've achieved. Yeah. So I look at the, your resume, I look yeah. at your list of things, and I'm like, like when you invited me to do the podcast, I was like, 
do you mean me? <laughs> I was really dumbstruck. I, I was like, what? You know. <laughs> you know you're talking to me, all right. Yeah, did you email the right person? Did you ring the right friend? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Not you, Mia. Yeah, so I put, I, I, it's, it's, it's actually changing. Hmm. You are going down in my estimations. More time Thank I spend. You. No, that's I'm thrilled. Please. <laughs> but, but yes, I definitely have put you on a pedestal. And originally, when I would tell anyone about you, I told them about your resume. That's how, and I've noticed recently, I have referred to you to two separate people as my grubby friend who wants to sit in the woods. So actually, <laughs> that's <laughs> your, your face. Grubby. Yeah, well, grubby that's that was, yeah, well, that was the word you used the other day. You were kind of like, oh, no, I'm fine. We can get muddy and grubby. The word was, I'm your dirty friend because you don't have to clean your house for me. Oh, not grubby, grubby. is Does like. Grubby means something else. <laughs> grubby means something I'm else. never showering. The entire time I'm in, I'm visiting you, I'm not showering. No, well, you now said I you don't, don't really to. shower, you just rinse. I'm not just it's dirty. Rinse. I, I just rinse anyway. But yeah, yeah. Barely. <laughs> okay, look keep at going. The water and um, oh my God, I remember um, a friend of mine, her son went through a phase. He was in his early teens. He was like, I'm not showering. It's not cool. So he would go in the bathroom. My son's still there. He would turn the shower on because yeah. she'd be listening. <laughs> and he'd be like, she thinks I've had it. She, she caught him. She was like, why? He was like, no, I'll, I'll. he was putting the shower on. So she but thought not showering. Shower, but not actually showering. She obviously caught up with the smell and she was like, you're really not showering. Um, yeah. But my, the way I'm describing you, I can see in this conversation, it's helping me to see that it's changed. So my relationship with you has has moved from pedestalization, which is definitely a word now. Yeah. From putting you on a pedestal to seeing you more truly and more fully not mm. just as your resume your job title your label whatever it might be but in this case it was your resume of brilliant shiny things you'd done yeah I was like oh my god this brilliant person with all these shiny things they've done has asked me to do a podcast with them wow but but it's definitely that balance is definitely changing I'm coming closer I think there's still a whiff of me putting you on a pedestal mm. um but it's there far less often, particularly when we're in conversation. Uh, do you I'm need to go super and do sorry. something? No, I'm sorry. I've... Can you just give me a minute? Yeah, sure. Okay, go on. <laughs> Can you give me a minute? Um, yeah, so that's just interesting to note that as I build relationship, I'm going to broaden that out into... I don't know if it's a rule, but broaden it out into something that, you know, perhaps as I build relationship yeah. with someone, I'm then able to relate to them more as who they truly are, mm -hmm. as opposed to their resume. 
So I love that you use the word resume because I was just listening to Outlive, which is a book by um, Dr. Peter Atia, and he talks about mm. longevity or whatever. But at the end, he goes into his own. He said, all of the if you decide you want to live to 100, that's fine. But if you're miserable, why bother? Right. So it goes into the like how important emo emotional health is at the very last chapter. It's really compelling. And in that chapter, he reads a book. Um, the Road to Character, I think is what it's called. And in mm -hmm. that book, the author talks about resume virtues versus eulogy virtues. Ooh. And I I've, I've written a post about it. It'll, it'll be coming up in October for any of you who follow oh, me. In my newsletter, all, all three people uh -huh. on my email list will get the <laughs> newsletter. And, um, and what he's talking about is like, we can never have enough of what we don't need, right? So I can get more letters behind my name. Mm. I can achieve more things. I can put more stuff on my resume. Mm. And I'm never going to be satisfied because that's not what I need. I don't need more money. I don't need a bigger house. I'll do those things. And then like, mm. I'll be happy for a second. But then mm. it's like, shit, now I'm back to the same place. The eulogy virtues are the things that really fill my soul. How do mm. I make people feel? What's my, can I deeply connect with people? I had, I'll just share something with you. It, it hit me because yesterday I had somebody reach out to me who um, I'd worked with a, a while back and she, I wasn't sure why she wanted to talk. She said, could we just hop on a call? So we got on the phone and um, at the end of that call, she said, Allison, I love you. And I said, well, I love you too. And she said, I feel safe saying that to you because I feel like, you get it. You get that I love you. And I was like, mm. I totally do. And we're like, we're not, we don't, I don't know her that well. And yet she said that. And that person, um, I had accidentally butt dialed a different person because they have similar last names. So I was mm. going to call this first person who said, I love you. And I accidentally called this other person and she didn't answer. Thank God. And I was like, oh my God, wrong person. But then later on that evening, this other person who I butt dialed called me. And she's mm. like, and I haven't talked to this person in like six years. Super wow. weird. Mm. And I didn't leave her voicemail. I was just like, oh, <laughs> she was like, what do you need? Yeah. Right. So yeah. she, so I'm like, I answered the phone like I do. Oh my God. And she goes, you butt dialed me. And I'm like, I totally did. You have a similar last name. And I said, but now that we're on the phone, we talked for 30 minutes. I haven't talked to her in a really long time. And at the end she goes, Austin, I really love you. And I thought those are the eulogy virtues. She doesn't give a shit about my income, the car I drive, the accomplishments, my GPA, my IQ, none of it. Mm. Her heart feels me. Mm. That's like, that's this. That's getting mm. this pedestal thing and throwing out and being like, I don't give a fuck if you're Katy Perry or, you know, the person who cleans the toilets. I want, I want every person I come into contact with to feel me. Mm. That's, that's such a lovely place to, to kind of bring it to. Um, that's, that's say them again, eulogy or resume. Virtues. Resume. So it was resume virtues or you. Yeah. That, and that's just such a lovely place to, to, to kind of like, um, end the conversation. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've solved it. <laughs> oh, we totally feel, did. 
yeah I feel like we've solved um we have the answer yeah I find that really interesting like it's a different it's a different way to relate to people Mm -hmm. um because I do you know I will be putting people on a pedestal because of the car they have so it's other things as well it's not just the the label it will be like oh how about when someone's super duper good looking I can't make eye contact sometimes when people are so I don't have that because I have this thing where I think I'm really beautiful so I don't have that (laughs) with people because I mean I'm clearly going blind it's quite horrific when I actually put my contact lenses and I'm like oh okay (laughs) take those back out (laughs) the mirror is lying to me But I don't have it with beautiful people, particularly because oh, I, I seem do. to have this weird thing. But you know, I will look at, I will look at people who have a better car. Yeah. In the fact that I'm even considering it a better car, and I will be like, they're doing better at life than me. Yeah. So I immediately put them on a pedestal. They're here. They're doing better at life than I am, and I am here. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Um, I also do it and we can end, but just one more place. Yeah, sorry, I wrapped it up and then I was like, open it up again. Yeah. Okay, but then and then um yeah. if a woman is more physically fit than me. Oh yes, I have that. Okay. Yeah, I have that. I make that mean that they're more I make I give them I uh, um give them a whole pile of characteristics me too. that I don't have. They're more yes. determined. Yes. Um they are they're just a better human yes because they get yeah, down to the gym they and they put the time in and so they're, they're a better together. human yeah than yeah. I am yeah because they have the discipline the determination the drive clearly to actually make that happen yeah. to their body yeah and I'm a lazy piece of shit yes mm-hmm. funny mm-hmm. funny the things we do in our minds <laughs> yes the things we think yeah yeah. Mm. And we have, I mean, uh, I know you kind of said, yeah, in some instances, but a lot of that I believe has been trained into us. So sure. um, I really like the idea of, of, I really want to have a look at this eulogy thing. Can you, can you put the name of that book in the in notes, the, in the notes below, below this? Do we point? Yeah. Are the notes below in YouTube? Mm-hmm. Mm. Find it here. Okay. Hold on. Let me make a yeah. note. The book. The book, Mm. it is, I will say it again, The Road to Character by David Brooks. Okay. And he mentions it. Yeah. And that's mentioned in your other book, which is The other book, which is Outlive. So books, Mm. which is also a great book. So what have you taken? What's your your key takeaway? Is there a key takeaway for you? Takeaways. Let's do takeaways. 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 Um... That putting people on a pedestal, my dog, she's really excited. You heard her come in. Here comes the other one. I have to trim their nails. That's my key takeaway. I need to get rid of my dogs. You can see his tail. Look at him right now. Um, That putting people on a pedestal, we do it because it works really, really beautifully for us. It's a really brilliant way of serving me to keep myself small and to not expose myself, and then to get me off the hook to change anything about me. Mm. Mm. How about you, Mia? My key takeaway is that putting someone on a pedestal 
not only diminishes me, but it diminishes them because I'm looking at them through the lens of resume rather than looking at them through the lens of eulogy, let's say, eulogy virtues. Um, Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't quite clocked that there might be an impact for them, just that there would be an impact for me. Yeah, they don't get to win. No, so I'm, I'm seeing that there's an impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well done. Mm-hmm. High five. Give it. Oh, that's 10. Boink. All right. Well done, lady. Cool.